I'm Steph. And I'm Drew. And you're listening to Spirited Spirits. Holiday greetings to all of our listeners. Tonight, Drew and I are going to discuss creepy Christmas traditions that are still practiced around the world. But before we discuss these horrifying holiday legends, let's tell folks what we're drinking tonight. Well, what I'm drinking. I was going to say, I'm just (laughs) drinking wine because I was not a fan of tonight's cocktail. He doesn't like eggnog. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I got... So I got some eggnog from Kroger and we had Maker's Mark, right? Because we always have Maker's Mark in the house pretty much. Um, So we are drinking eggnog. I'm drinking eggnog with Maker's Mark. And Andrew's drinking a nice wide box wine. Yeah. Because I have to work tomorrow. He does have to work tomorrow. And you don't have to work tomorrow. Yeah. I and, don't. <laughs> it's uh, Christmas. Christmas vacation. Also, eggnog Christmas sucks vacation. and should be shot into the eggnog, sun. You know what? Shush. Shush your mouth because eggnog is awesome. It's delicious. Why is it awesome? Um, Because it tastes delicious and it's traditional and delicious and festive and you add bourbon and it's even better. So no. shush. Okay. Uh, listen. Sorry. Listen. Sorry. We, we disagree on that. Well, we are going. It's This is perfect. The drink tonight is perfect for what we're going to be discussing because we're going to be talking about creepy Christmas traditions. And why do you drink eggnog? Because it's tradition. That's why. Okay. So we've already talked a little bit about Krampus and that traditional horrific event that happens in Austria and other places around the world. These oh, yeah. That sounds kind of fun. Krampus knocks, <laughs> right? So, right. but I wanted to talk about other creepy things that people celebrate this time of year. Okay. So, have you ever heard of Yule Kirten or the Yule Cat from Icelandic traditions? I cannot say that I have. Okay, well, hopefully I said that correctly. I did put the the pronunciation here in my notes, but hopefully I said it correct. Um, but all, the Yule Cat or Yule Katrin, is a giant monstrous cat with glowing yellow eyes and sharp whiskers and claws and it prowls the land Iceland on Christmas Eve searching for its favorite prey. What's its favorite prey? Children wearing old clothes. What? <laughs> Children wearing old clothes? Okay, so according to legend Naughty children who do not do their chores and therefore do not receive new clothes on as a gift on Christmas run the risk of getting devoured by the Yule cat. Okay. Yeah. So it appears <laughs> it peers into children's bedroom windows to see if they have new clothing lying out. If they do not, or if they do, 
it just meows angrily and leaves without a meal. But if it, if it doesn't see new clothes, if it only sees old clothes in the children's room, it will gobble up the children. However, in some Icelandic stories, the Yule cat is the pet of a family of mischievous trolls. Gryla, a hideous ogre, and her 13 troll sons, known as the Yule lads, emerge from their cave during the Christmas season to seek out disobedient children. Now, typically, the Yule lads are said during said to be pranksters during this time of year, playing tricks on bad children. And in some cases, they leave presents for the good children. However, some say the Yule lads, along with their Yule cat, hunt children that have been bad and they bring them back to their cave so that Gryla can make a stool from a stew from their flesh. So the moral to the story here is behave. Ask for new clothes for Christmas so you don't get eaten. Man, that's fucked up. And I'll tell you why that's fucked up. So what are what about like poor families that their children are good and they don't get new clothes over these over the Christmas? Yeah, I, um, <laughs> so, I guess so they eat, get eaten. They get eaten. This sounds like a like the classism, classism cat. Yeah. The classism cat that's mm-hmm. going after all the poor people. You know what? I didn't come up with this idea. I know you so. didn't come up with it, but I just I'm just saying. I think what it is, what it really comes down to from what I had researched is it's it's trying to encourage people to work hard and buy yourself new things, like buy new clothes, but like work hard. If you if oh, you so don't work like, hard, you mm-hmm. can't afford things and therefore right. so it's a capitalism cat. I think it's kind of lazy. <laughs> it's like if you're lazy, you don't get new things. If you work hard, you do kind of thing. I don't know. It, that sounds pretty bad. It's <laughs> a pretty bad, like, Christmas legend. Well, a lot of our Christmas legends are pretty bad. Yeah, That's what I'm bad. I'm focusing in on here. It's right. like, <laughs> you think, you know, American Santa no. Claus is bad. Just wait. Right. Okay. I, th- I think it's funny that she has 13 troll sons. Yeah, Gryla. Named the Yule Lads. Yeah. Which sounds like a really crappy Christmas band. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. heard the Yule lads, and we're gonna be playing. I, all I want for Christmas is you. There, Yule is Yule. all I want for Christmas is Yule. Is Yule. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So similarly, in Greece, Bulgaria, Serbia, and Turkey, there are the Kalakansaros. Now, legend says these evil goblins dwell underground, trying to saw at the world tree. In an effort to bring about the end of the world. So the 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 Calacanceros are are these like little um evil goblins, like almost think of them kind of like gremlins, maybe okay. babe. Yeah. And they're trying to bring about the apocalypse, the end of the world. And so during the twelve days of Christmas, these goblins come to the surface to terrorize humans. They cause mischief. They are usually described as hairy creatures with tusks tusks like a boar and legs like a horse with evil red eyes so and and they're said to be male and apparently very well endowed <laughs> just saw that somewhere in the they trivia big cocks like running yes, around yes 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 <laughs> um so to protect yourself from the 
Kelly Canceros. <laughs> hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We don't need to go on. We need to, we need to like, You really want to continue to talk we about to a little goblin's that. dick. We need to unpack that because, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on. Because I want to talk about, like, measurements related to body here. Are we talking He's about- probably just running, running around helicoptering people <laughs> with his dick. <laughs> so these little gremlin things are going around mm-hmm. trying to like cut down a tree and they're just literally having like a like like, like a tripod. They just have like a third yes. third like apparently. appendage hanging down. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> okay, anyway, to protect your <laughs> to protect yourself from calicanceros, you can either leave a colander on your doorstep or keep your Yule log burning all night to prevent them from entering your home. Supposedly they struggle to count all the holes in a colander and therefore sit there until sunrise and are forced to hide again. And the fire keeps them from coming down your chimney. So real quick, apparently the number three is said to be like, uh, holy, you know, like the Trinity, Holy Trinity three. So like they can't, count beyond the number three and so that's why apparently the colander which has multiple holes like you think of like a a colander like you you wash your veggies off in the colander right so there's multiple holes and so they can't they will sit there forever trying to count the numbers but then they that reminds me i know this sounds weird but this reminds me of that x-files episode where there's um the kid from the sandlot is a vampire Oh. And one of the things that Mulder finds out is that the way to distract a vampire is you throw things down and they have to count. And so he throws down all That's of his... That's also like a leprechaun, right? Uh, I think so. But so he throws down all of his sunflower seeds on the ground and, mm. the, and the vampire kid's like, oh, come on, man. And he's like, he has to get down on the ground and like count all I of them. I do not remember that episode. It's a good episode. But I trust you. But, okay. but And then the fact that the fire, you have to keep the Yule log burning so that the fire is burning in the chimney yeah, that reminds me of krampus right right with, with the, the grandma. grandma yeah so i still um, i i'm still like on like why are these gremlins like extremely well endowed like know. what's the point of that part of the story why yeah. they gotta have them big old dicks i don't know babe <laughs> Maybe. Hey, you did the research, so I'm just asking a question. I, I didn't say anywhere in the research why they would be well and down. It's not like, I mean, that needs to be... It's not uh, like their mom fucked a horse and now they've got like a giant... I need, I need, I, I need I that to be know. an appendices. Okay. So. so anyway, okay. Like I said, the counting reminds me of the leprechaun, like Irish lore, because I do remember like he has to count gold, right? He's always counting his gold. Right. But one last thing I wanted to mention is that people believe children born during the 12 days of Christmas were in danger of becoming the Calicanceros. Oh. They would bind the baby in garlic and straw to prevent this from happening. Okay. Weren't you born during the 12 days of Christmas? Well, I definitely was not. Um, Are you rapping. a Calicanceros? No, no, I'm <laughs> Man, this has a lot of dick. <laughs> this episode has a lot of I didn't of say anything about jokes. dick. I'm just saying you were born December 21st. I well, don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just saying you could be a Galicanceros. So, so they would bind them in garlic and straw? Yeah. Apparently it helped prevent them from turning to the okay. goblins. Okay, but they they were still alive though, right? Like They, they didn't kill Yeah, the babies kids. didn't die. Okay. 
but they it was it, I think it's kind of like a changeling situation. It sounds like a little. It's, it definitely sounds prevent the babies like. from changing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So okay, moving on. In Norway, people will hide their brooms, believing Christmas Eve marks the arrival of evil spirits and witches. So I think this. I mean, wouldn't that belief, like that belief, stem from the fact that, like you know, a lot of times, like the solstice and the winter solstice, you know, and paganism and stuff like that, that like, people would believe that, you know, witches would be out like at this point in time. Yes. Uh, so. I think that Christmas and Halloween, being that they have both pagan traditions. Yes. But the winter solstice has always been a pagan It's like dark holiday. dark and light. So so Halloween is the beginning of the dark season. Winter solstice is the darkest night, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't the shortest year day? Right. Shortest okay. So yes, I think that probably has a lot to do so with it. With me being born on the winter solstice, do you think that I'm a wizard? Like, no, but I think you're the song of ice and fire. Well, that's the sexiest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> but I was just like saying, like you are the Jon Snow. I say say more. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you're a Sagittarius, which is a fire sign, right. and you are born on winter solstice, and that's ice. Can I get that on a T-shirt? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was just saying that maybe I should wait for my you know letter from Hogwarts. Um, right. Okay. So real quick. Yeah. Norway, Norwegians are not the only ones who believe in Christmas witches. Okay. In Austria and Bavaria, people dress up and tell stories of Frau Piercha, Piercha, a witch who visits children on Christmas to either reward or punish them. But she isn't like Santa. Oh, no, 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 no. She can apparently shapeshift. Oh, shit. That's awesome. (laughs) If you've been good. She will appear to you as an angelic woman in a white robe. Okay. However, if you've been bad, she appears as a haggard-looking old woman wearing a robe, and she's said to wear to have a large misshapen foot. I guess because <laughs> I think she fucked up during a transportation transformation, and she just like her like foot never when... changed back to its normal size. I don't know. <laughs> she just goes around and she's like. That's weird foot. <laughs> yes. Oh, and you know, instead of coal, she chooses to slit the bellies of bad children. Jesus. Removing their organs and stuffing their corpses with straw. She turns kids into scarecrows? Yeah, essentially, yeah. That's what she does. And here's the funny thing. I found another legend about scarecrows. Okay. So well, apparently that's a thing. Well, hold the on. Christmas season. We, can we can we back up for yes. a second? Okay. So I know that we like in a lot of these like a lot of these lore, mm-hmm. we're basically scaring the shit out of children to be mm-hmm. good during mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. time of year. Mm-hmm. We're traumatizing children to be like, if you don't be good, there's going to be this witch that's going to come into our house. She's going to slit your belly open, take out all your innards, and she's going to turn you into a motherfucking scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> she's going to gut you like a fish. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I. So I thought that maybe like Santa was a little creepy because he like it's just like this old man that comes down Your the chimney, chimney and like you don't want you don't know he's coming in but then yeah. he's bringing you presents. That's yeah. a little creepy. Yeah, the, these take the taco. Yeah, like, these are these are pretty um, disturbing. Oh, we got more. We got oh, okay. More. Well, let's okay. go. So I found another legend about a scarecrow along the France and Germany border. Locals tell the story of Hans Trap. 
an evil, greedy man who made a deal with the devil to obtain wealth. He was excommunicated by the Catholic Church and exiled to the woods. Now, legend says that Hans would stuff his clothing with straw to resemble a scarecrow, so he could then attack and eat children. However, however, God struck him down with lightning, and now he helps St. Nicholas by urging misbehaving children to change their ways before it's too late for them. In some versions, it is his ghost that comes knocking on Christmas, searching for tasty children to eat. What the fuck? (laughs) So, hold on. So, So he dresses as a scarecrow to lure children. They think that it's just, oh, it's just a little scarecrow. And then he was killing and eating them. And so then. So, he was was definitely a cannibal. Right. So, then God struck him down with lightning. Yes. And then somehow he now helps St. Nicholas. Yeah. As like a. A ghost? Yeah. And, well, in this, this, so it kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Scrooge. No, no, like, no, no, This is like, this is like if Santa was being helped by, like, Jeffrey Dahmer's ghost or something like that. Like, a serial killer's but ghost. But he was, like, a wealthy man, and then he, like, I, and now he's got to help out because, like, to, so that other people, or not, actually not Scrooge, it's um Marley. Marley shows up with the chains. Marley doesn't kill kids. He doesn't kill kids, but he's like <laughs> trying to get Scrooge to change his ways before he, they end up like him. Like to, you know. I, I hear what you're saying, and I okay. and I understand the through line there. Okay. Man, that mm-hmm. you you found some fucked up legend stuff. Oh, I've got more. <laughs> oh, there's more. Okay. <laughs> so I I know I I kind of <clears throat> felt the same way, and I so another evil man from France. And Belgium and Switzerland folklore is that of Pierre Foutard, or Foutard, a butcher who kidnapped and killed wealthy children. With his wife as his accomplice, they cut up the children and hid the bodies in salting barrels. However, legend says that St. Nicholas found out about their gruesome crime and brought the children back to life for his punishment. Pierre must serve St. Nicholas for all eternity, taking care of the bad children. Why does St. Nick employ serial killers? Right? I don't know. On I don't... his payroll. Like, <laughs> I, I don't get that. Like, this is the jolliest man of all time. And he's like, you know what? He's some good help these days. These two serial killers seem like really, He's really just trying to man. give him a second chance, babe. Okay, look. <laughs> A good second chance is great. We're talking about killers of children here, mm-hmm. and then putting them in salting barrels. So like, I know. Well, and it also reminded me of what is it the um, that play slash movie, and it has um, the butcher of what is it? What oh, he he's like a but he's he's you're he's, the one with Johnny Depp. Yeah, with Johnny Depp, and he like um, Sweeney gives Todd. up Sweeney Todd. Yes, I was yes. actually thinking that too. Because, but he doesn't kill children. No, he just kills. He's a, yeah, yeah. Barber, barber yeah. of yeah. I um, that's. It's it's very if you, I feel like like a lot of these um, a lot of these legends or like lore, there's definitely a through line where it's here's this killer mm-hmm. that is killing children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's very specific. Like we're talking it, generational trauma here. 
Generation. I mean, we're talking about trauma. I mean, like, but but like, like this, these are generational stories that have been passed, you know, passed right. down from generation to could generation. Could you could you imagine like being like, okay, it's Christmas, I'm really excited to get a present tomorrow, and then your grandma sits you down, and be like, all right, I'm gonna tell you a story, I'll tell you a story about a man. His name is Pierre Futard. He was a butcher that kidnapped and took wealthy children. He killed them from salting bears. All right, good night. Let's look for like look forward to having Saint Nicholas come in tomorrow. <laughs> like, I mean, this big fat what? man's going to be coming. The, through this your man's going to be coming into our chimney and give you presents now. Like, how do, better how do hope he doesn't bring two? Pierre Futard with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so one last creepy Christmas tradition I did want to mention. Okay, is the Marie Loire Loide. Or gray mare. I'm probably completely butchering that. Um, but the gray mare. Um, so, Drew, you were part of the magical groups in high school. Yes. You wore magical attire. Like the medieval renaissance costume. Yes, I and wore you, tights and I sang. And you performed songs. Yes. Okay. So, remember the song, Here We Come, a wassailing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I so, imagine a group of people who are wassailing. Up and down the streets at Christmas time, carolers. Yeah, right? that's a, that's a very yeah normal yeah like, of course, of course. I, idealistic like but you then, know a Christmas thing that I I love. But then imagine these okay. people aren't dressed in Renaissance gear, right? Um. Oh no, 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 no. They are in fact uh, wearing different costumes. Okay. One person in particular is carrying a giant horse skull. On a pole and oh. wearing long robes with ribbons flowing down to resemble the horse's mane. Oh. Oh, and there's fake eyeballs inside the mare's eye sockets. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So this is a folk custom performed in some Welsh communities. There's a group of about four to seven men who will parade down the street, singing songs and trying to enter people's homes. If they are let inside, the gray mare will gallop around which is essentially a person, a man, with in this gray mare costume slash skull on a stick, galloping around and neighing and, and snapping its jaws to frighten the children in the home. Oh <laughs> and the leader of the group has to try and restrain the skull monster from causing all this mischief. Who's the leader of the group again? Like just a, a part of this group of four to seven men. There's a leader who's deemed who's like he's supposed to be the one who's supposed to be in control of the mayor, the great mayor. Okay, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> 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 Why are so many terrifying things happening at Christmas time? <laughs> I, I don't know. Count. I don't know. I just think well, because I think that you're again, like we've talked about in the past podcast, and um. I, I just think that the mixing, the blending of like paganism and Christianity, it like causes this weird, spooky like. Right, and like I know every creepy. These 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 folklore, this these these traditions that come right. into play every year. And I know every you know country has their customs, but man, some of these are terrifying. Yeah, and especially terrifying for kids. Yeah, um, I I think if. Yeah, like the whole idea of having a group of people like walking down the street with a horse skull with fake eyeballs in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- I would nope out of that situation pretty quick. <laughs> like I would be like, all right, we're going to close the windows and the shutters and 
you know. Like if people start coming down the road in our neighborhood with the, you wouldn't let them in? No. They're singing Christmas songs? Uh-uh. Okay. Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, I I just think that we've got this blending again of like Christianity and paganism. And so you get this like pagan background, obviously with winter solstice and then trying to like so make it fit in with this. So I'd like to point out, you have now given me like seven different ideas for another D&D one shot. Oh, yeah. Are you going to talk about that? I mean, I can. Yeah. Well, so like, okay, so last weekend we had um drew's birthday dinner or party um with our friends Mm -hmm. and he had i think you all might have remembered from our last episode we mentioned that we were going to be doing that and um and drew was very hush hush about what what the story was right i'll give i'll give a quick synopsis yeah we've ended like kind of the amount of creepy Christmas traditions mm-hmm. as well. Okay, so um, your creepy Christmas tradition is celebrating your birthday with Dungeons and Dragons stuff, right? And I always do a really creepy yes. story. Yes. So I wrote an original one shot, which a one shot is supposed to be an adventure that takes place in like one evening. Yes. And so they had to. They were a group of adventurers that were hired by this guy, this dark elf, mm-hmm. to go into this his old nemesis. allies. It was his ally. Well, now it was his nemesis, right? Mm-hmm. And who his ally had stolen a treasure from him and steal the key off of his neck during a, like a ballroom dance. dance. Scene. Yeah. And um, it was like a winter solstice dance. It was a winter solstice dance. Yes. Yeah. And then they had to go down to the catacombs and steal this chest. And we knew, we knew that one chest clearly held the bones of what we well, you didn't know you was, didn't you didn't know it until you got well there. blood was leaked onto the bones and they well began the first to... the first thing you all and this is going to weigh into it but they what they found out was that one of the chests ended up having the remains of a very specific vampire in D and D lore mm-hmm. um, that was trapped and. Instead of taking that one, we grabbed the mimic. They they grabbed the mimic chest, but we did that on purpose to to surprise the other. We wanted to figure out what the hell he wanted it for, and so it it turned out it turned out really fun. It was fun. We did, Um, yeah, we did good. So I I am very much like as a creative person. I think D and D is a great creative outlet. Um, you know, if, if you are trying to find, you know, D and D groups, you could always find one on D and D beyond, um, like there it's, it's a fun time. It, it was fun. We always do it this time of year for you. Yes. And then we don't do it anymore. We don't do it anymore because we're adults and we have children and, you know. Right. We don't have time to do all that. Yes. But <laughs> so, it was fun. It yeah. was fun. So now I have like five to seven more ideas for more for what could have been another yeah you could well so steph we are rounding out the year we are yeah so we decided that we're gonna take a break for a couple weeks with christmas going on we've got a lot a lot of family things and new year's new year's and but we want but we're gonna hit the ground running again in 2023 so we want to have adequate time to be able to prepare for that research and get ready for the new year so So this is our last episode well let me ask you a question okay we've done this now for quite a few episodes since march since march 
What is something you have learned about podcasting? Oh God. Um, that you didn't know when you started off. I, I feel like, so because of my background in like journalism and doing broadcast, I really feel like I need a script. I need, I need something to kind of helps to ground me and give mm -hmm. me, um, a guiding. Right. You know, I just need a script. I need something to help move along. So we're not just rambling. And as a mental health professional and a person that likes improv stuff, mm -hmm. I feel like you don't like, I don't script. like a script. Well, that's how I think it works is like I do the research and write the script and then I just write for you. I'm like, comment. I know. And then you comment. But I feel bad because you're writing most of them, like the scripts and stuff. Yeah. But I, I think one thing that we've learned over this, this is just a passion project and it's fun. And, yeah. you know, if you're listening, if, you, if you've listened all the way until this Every episode, episode since March, man, we applaud you. We applaud you and thank you. Thank you. you. And, <laughs> and email us and, you know, like, tell us hi. We, you know, and tell us what we can do to improve. Yeah. I mean, you know, we would like to hear from you and um, we're always looking forward to opportunities to improve and to, to grow. And Don't again, this is not, we're not making money off of this. <laughs> like we're oh, just having no. fun. Yeah, this is just like a date night then. Yeah. So, um, so, so yeah. Yeah. So, what, and we'd like to hear from you as far as like the creepy Christmas traditions that we featured here um, from around the world. Do you, what do you think of these traditions? Do you celebrate some of these or are you familiar with them? Um, do you and your, do your, does your family have and some weird, unusual Christmas tradition that you all do every year? Um, we'd love to hear from you. So email us at contactspiritedspirits at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at spirited underscore spirits underscore podcast. Yeah, we're also on Twitter, but we're kind of like yeah. not on Twitter right now. Yeah, Elon, like, Elon kind of messed that up a little bit. Like we're on Twitter, but we just don't post that much. Sorry. Because yeah, Elon sucks. Sorry. All know. right. Anyway, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. And we yes. hope that you'll continue to listen every week as we talk about spirits while we sip, sip on spirits. some spirits. Bye. Bye.